It's time for another episode of everyone's least favorite radio show. Oh, no, it's not radio. It's a podcast. Um, it's me again. I was trying to summon the urge and the desire to do this. Uh, forgive me for not putting out one for a week. I know you don't care because I listen to my stats. Um... <laughs> I'm going to do the music thing that I normally do to set the right format and get the right tone going while I finish opening up the tabs for the crazy journey we're about to go on. So uh, go grab a beer and uh, get back here in about 10 seconds because uh, we got a lot to discuss. All right. Um, I don't really cliche. Um, <laughs> what do I do? I'm recording this. By the time it's published, it's definitely gonna be well into June first. Um, it is pretty early in the morning on June first, and. Uh, there was another school shooting and um i think my research was uh we're at 22 for the year which again it's june 1st so you know that's um six months in the year um that would be almost two a month uh yeah so i Uh, this time I was proven wrong, though, because they did kill the shooter. So I guess um, someone wins that argument, and it's not the people who have lost loved ones or the people whose lives were lost. Um, so great. I'm so happy to have been proven wrong about something I really didn't want to be proven wrong about um, in the first place. Uh, I had no desire to be proven wrong about this. So thanks. Um, yeah. I wanted to, I was like, I, I try to think of the topics, like as I'm, as I'm processing myself, I, I try to develop an idea, you know, and I spend a day thinking about it. And then, like, I'm like, all right, cool. What can I do some research on? Like, open up a couple tabs on the internet and, like, ramble on about for, like, an hour or so. And um, I, this, this is, like, drowning out everything this week. Like, there's still a war in Ukraine going on. There's, there's still, uh, like, corona. There's still lockdowns in China, for heaven's sake. Um, yeah, Chinese cities are still under like crazy lockdowns like the beginning of coronavirus two years ago lockdowns where people aren't oh whoa i got a little animated there um i chuckle my hands so i gotta watch where i'm going um people aren't allowed to like leave their houses in some parts of china and like we have tiktok videos americans living in china 
like recording what's going on, their experiences where they're literally like they're forced to stay in their apartment blocks and they order groceries and and it's two years later and um and the only thing that I could focus on is 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 this shooting is this elementary school shooting this group of fourth graders who are 10 years old who had just had a little honors presentation and and some of the students had got to spend lunch with their families not knowing that that picture that they took is the last picture of their child alive that they'll ever have because I'm 18 year old got a gun shot his grandma in the face and then went and shot up an elementary school and I know that I've decided I was like, going to do a civics lesson so I'm like, okay, well, I perfect time to talk about the Second Amendment, right? I mean, the amendment we talk about every time there's this, this, this it's the amendment we talk about every time there's a shooting. We always want to talk about well-regulated militia and shall not be infringed. We always want to talk about those, those two phrases that are inside the Second Amendment. And I want to talk about the Second Amendment. I do. Because there are nine other amendments that don't really get as much attention. I mean, the First Amendment's there because it's the first one. And I have a particular feeling about why the first one is the first one. But, and I, like, why it's not the Second Amendment. And then the wording in it is always what we battle about. It's, it's how they phrase it. It's how it's worded. The shall not be infringed part negates apparently the well-regulated militia part. Um, so I'm just going to, I'm going to pause myself, not the recording. I'm just going to pause myself here. I want to communicate and not scream. And I want to educate and not talk down to anybody. Um, so I've, I've been looking and let's see my fascination with um, the second amendment comes from this event that happened when I was a junior in high school. Um, there was a school shooting um, in Columbine, Colorado, um, was it Columbine High School in Colorado? And um, it was for a lot of people who are in my age range, um, which would be in their mid 30s to mid 40s in that 10 year range. Um, it would be one of the defining moments of the late 90s for a lot of us um, because it was a time when um, we were leaving school 
Um, and we were getting ready to um, start our lives. And on April 20th, 1999, Columbine High School in Columbine, Colorado, um, had 12 students and one teacher murdered by two guys who I don't want to name because that's a, not a thing for me. Sorry. Um, they still hold a special place in my head rent free. And I don't care to repeat their names. If you want to know their names, there's a Wikipedia article I'm staring at. It's clear as day. Um, it's right there. But they murdered 13 people um, and then injured an additional 21 people. And um, yeah, um, it's that was that was where we started. That was where I started to this. Um, they organized this they were terrorists they terrorized this high school in colorado um there are reasons we won't get into because i don't care uh <laughs> terrorist reasons for doing things aren't important because they're terrorists we'll talk about my opinions on 9 11 another day but um yeah uh columbine on 420 1999. Yep. That was, that was where all this starts. And, um, we, before I would leave high school, I can recall two, uh, bomb threats being called in. Um, one, not shortly after this happened. So it was probably May because, you know, we went to high school in Connecticut and our school year didn't end in May. Our school year typically ended in June. So, our uh, my first bomb threat would have been in May and we were evacuated from the building and called up to the um, uh, sports field, which running track, which would have been up a hill located behind the school. And then um, we had a drill where we did that again um, before the end of the year. And then in my senior year, there was another one, but when we were evacuating, people were leaving and going to their cars because then the, uh, the, the problem was is that they thought that they were hurting us up the hill so that it was a bomb threat that could actually then turn into a school shooting. And that one was way more fun because, I mean, thankfully, you know, nothing, nothing came of the either of those. But um, I'm 40. I'm, I'm 40 years old. I'm letting that hang for a second. I'm 40 years old. And I really want to drive that point home because 20 years ago, nobody gave a fuck then either. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going hard on this one. Uh, nobody gave a absolute left nipple about any of that. And when I say nobody cared, I don't mean like, you know, my parents cared or like, you know, kids at school, friends cared, parents cared, we cared. I mean, 
anyone who's had an opportunity to fix this has not cared. It's been 20 years of thoughts and prayers. It's been 20 years of, uh, if only there were something we could do, if somebody could do something. And I know I've said that in previous podcasts because, you know, where I work, someone should do something. Um, we're the someone. We 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 are. It's it's us. I'm 40 years old now. Um I'm this is exhausting. Um, and this is needless. And for the uh quote unquote richest country in the world to not have this figured out yet, the one that loves guns the most. To not have a grasp on what it's going to take to fix it and stop it from happening. Not slow it down. Not turn it to a trickle. Not maybe it happens once. No, the acceptable number of times is zero. Zero is the number of times this should be happening. Zero. There is no acceptable amount. Like, like to make light of a, of a not light situation. Did you know, and I mean this genuinely, like on the FDA's website, there is an acceptable amount of rat excrement that can be in like a uh, processed meat. Like when you buy beef jerky, there is an amount that's higher than zero that still allows it to pass. Like the number doesn't have to be zero. It just can't be above a certain number, which means even like 0.01% could potentially be, and, and that's some like rat shit that could be in like a slim gym or uh, your beef jerky or your chicken jerky. And you're okay with that. I guess that explains why you'd be okay with, you know, people being able to murder kids. And then before, before I'm going to set up a straw man and forgive me, but before we get into the whole, well, we should just lock down the schools and everyone should have guns argument. I don't want to hear it. It just were just shut that down right now, because how free are you if you have to if everyone has to be armed, how free are we? Like, I don't really see the argument there. If everyone and everything has to have a gun, that sounds like a sales pitch to me. That doesn't sound like a way to protect my freedom. That doesn't sound like a way to keep myself safe. That sounds like, hey, kids. You can only have a good time if you buy a yo-yo. That's right, Dunkin' Yo-Yos. Way to have a great time. In 1950, before there were phones and video games and everything, there were yo-yos. And there was a clown on TV that used to tell people to go in the mom's pockets and like take money out and put it in an envelope and mail it to him so he would have more money. And... It, we aren't from the same generation and I feel like I have personally done something wrong whenever I hear about these continued blood sacrifices to the second amendment because that's all they are at this point. You can't tell me there's something different they're literal blood sacrifices to the Second Amendment. Because if you don't want to do something to change it, then you're just okay with allowing... Every so often, we just randomly allow a classroom full of children to die. It's okay. 
There's nothing wrong with that. It's totally normal. Every other society does it. I mean, for Christ's sake, you know, look, in Rome, they were letting people battle to the death. Uh, they were feeding people to lions, and I can't really remember which people they were feeding to the lions. It's kind of hard for me to remember. It never crossed my mind. Christ Almighty, I couldn't think of who they were feeding to the fucking lions. Could you? Let me know if you think of it, all right? Because I can't, for the life of Jesus Christ, remember who they were feeding to the lions. And then that empire fell. But this isn't for entertainment. This is for what? This is for our collective, like, grieving? I, I, I don't understand. Like, what? <laughs> What's the problem? A quick second. I know I'm a good 15 minutes in here. A real quick second. So I was going to start this with a brief um, rundown of how I actually got into talking about what I'm about to talk about. And I was going to cite a movie by a man named Michael Moore, who I have a ton of respect for as a filmmaker. I think the guy is very talented. He makes convincing arguments. Documentaries are always slanted. They're trying to prove a point. They have an agenda. It's called a documentary for a reason. It's not always accurate. There's nature documentaries, and those are slanted, and they have an agenda. They're either trying to tell you that the wolf is calm, or they're trying to tell you that the wolf is ferocious, and there's usually not too much in the middle. Occasionally, you get a nice neutral National Geographic one where they literally just show you like how frogs live in the rainforest, and you're like, oh, that's cool, and then one frog eats the other fucking frog, and you're like, holy shit, that just happened. And that's kind of the point here. That's That's kind of what we're after, but... It's not everything. It's... <sighs> Bowling for Columbine is a movie that came out in 2002. Um, the shooting at Columbine High School happened in 1999. So in about three years, Michael Moore put together a movie, and he actually filmed most of it prior, obviously. Um, the movie actually was released in 2002, and it actually um, officially got released in May of 2002. So the filming of it happened, obviously, prior to that, and a lot of it was in 2001 and 2000, and, and yeah. So this movie came out shortly after Columbine in the, in the grand scheme of things. It was three years, shortly after the, the shooting. But it was also filmed during a time when 9-11 had already taken place. This movie actually was globally released on October 11, 2002, which was over slightly over one year, a month and one year over, or one year, one month. Whatever measurement of time we're doing, people, come on, get on the page. Uh, one year and one month after 9-11. And the only reason I bring that up as important is because that was the largest terrorist attack on the United States soil. It killed the most amount of people as though this is some sort of competition. Um, it's not, by the way, in case you're out there thinking about it. Not a good idea. Don't do it. I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure nobody remembers you. No one will remember you. So don't do it, okay? 
We're not going to remember who you were. We're going to remember what you did. And if that's more important, trust me, no one's going to remember you. Okay, moving along. So Bowling for Columbines, this movie came out with Michael Moore. He's talking about ammunition and Kmart used to sell bullets, which is funny because I never thought I'd say Kmart used to sell bullets as somebody who used to shop at Kmart and can't anymore because there isn't physically one around me. Unless I want to drive to Miami. Um, and how he allegedly got Kmart to stop selling bullets through the production of the movie. And then how um, there's this bank that sells doesn't sell rifles. But basically, if you make a big enough deposit, the bank will give you the money. But there's one thing. And, and those are scenes. Excuse me. Those are scenes that people will continuously pick apart. Okay. Cool. You know, like, you got them. You got your facts to back it up. I get it. He did a lot of things for dramatic effect. One thing that people don't pick apart. They pick apart an animation because he does an interview with one of the guys from South Park, which is Matt Stone, not Trey Parker. And I know the I know the names because one of them is actually in front of me. So I know it's Matt Stone and Trey Parker. I always get their last names confused. I just know them as Matt and Trey in my head. So Matt Stone does this interview with um, Michael Moore for the show. And then like they cut to a cartoon and Matt's argument, rightfully so, is that it's animated in the style of South Park. But as somebody who watched the movie and who really is a big fan of South Park, I never really connected the two until I read this. And I mean, like, I just read this within like the last hour. I never really connected the dots that that might have been what they were trying to do. If anything, I just thought it was a weird coincidence and never really gave it much thought. But OK, you know, I'm not a artist. Uh, clearly, I'm not one of the graphic media people. I don't do the drawings and the crayons and the cutting out little heads of Cartman and animating them in a stop motion. Anyway, that's, I know that's not how they do it anymore. It's kind of sad. Watch some early footage though. It's kind of interesting to see how they did it. Um, but they never, they never talk about the, the content in the middle of that. One of the things that Michael Moore touches on is the National Rifle Association. And I'm not going to read the entire um, NRA history, but let's just say that the NRA has not always been the, um, not always been the, the, the bad guy. Let's go with that. Cause I don't really want to call him like the villain. I feel like villains really strong term, you know, and only villains can call each other villains. Um, they haven't always been the bad guy. Uh, they actually started in 1871 um, by Union veterans, Colonel William C. Church and General George Wingate. Uh, these two guys set up the National Rifle Association 1871. And they were granted a charter by the state of New York. On November 17th in 1871, that's when they were officially founded. Uh, former governor of Rhode Island, uh, 
and a U.S. senator, Civil War General Ambrose Burnside. Fucking amazing American name right there. If that doesn't give you a little patriotic feels just hearing the man's name, then I really got nothing for you. Because that's like, like, his name might as well have been like, you know, Rufus Cement Wall. Like, that's like right there. That's in it. That's like kick him in the steel nuts. Ambrose Burnside. I might actually think of that as a name, depending on what sex the baby is. Um, but that became that was the NRA's first president was a Civil War general. So I am leading with I have a huge amount of respect for the National Rifle Association that was formed in 1871. Because in 1871, dismayed by the lack of marksmanship shown by their troops, Union veterans Colonel William C. Church and General George Wingate formed the National Rifle Association. The primary goal of the association would be to, quote, promote and encourage rifle shooting on a scientific basis, according to a magazine editorial written by Colonel Church. And then it goes on to talk about all the different things that are going on and how it started. It's just a little interesting that it started in New York State. Um, They did all kinds of stuff. And really, their whole purpose was to train people on how to use weapons. Which, again, is something I am not opposed to. I believe the training to use is important. Okay? You shouldn't just be able to walk into a store, wait three days, and go pick one up. Just a crazy thought. I know I'm a crazy man. It's got crazy thoughts. One of my craziest thoughts is I do not own one. I do not ever plan to own one. We may have BB guns, but that will be all I will ever worry about. I don't want to worry about that. It's a lot of extra worry. And with a child coming into the world... I don't want to worry about that either. I also don't want to send him to school or her to school with a gun. That's not a thing. I don't think that's a thing for me. My wife actually sent me an article the other day, and it was about a bulletproof insert for a backpack. Can you believe my wife sent me this TikTok ad? for a slip-in insert in a backpack that was bulletproof is made out of Kevlar, something that cops and soldiers wear into battle. And these people are trying so desperately to capitalize on something that should be a slam dunk and done. This is no equal in the United States. There's nowhere else this happens. The NRA has turned from an education to everyone should have guns everywhere at all times. There should be no restrictions on them because the Second Amendment says shall not be infringed. That's it. Because the Second Amendment uses those words shall not be infringed. Four words in the Second Amendment Everyone buys a gun. Everyone's armed all the time, 100%, no exceptions. If you buy more than one gun, you're in the ultra super awesome NRA plus level. You get to stay there. You get to have your guns and 
You could be the most safest guy at home with your guns on your guns so that your gun can have a gun because we heard you like guns, dogs, so we got you a gun so you can gun while you're gunning. They do other things. They support lots and lots of things. They still do competitive shooting. They still do firearms training. They still do a whole host of other things that I genuinely find pretty well-intentioned. And I don't know how accurate it is, but for a very short time, or for a period of my brother's life, it was actually a dues-paying member of the NRA. I used to be a dues-paying member of the ACLU, and, and I um, don't have money to pay dues. So I'm still associated with the ACLU, but, you know, we don't carry guns. We just think it's cool to yell fire in a theater, and there we go. And I think this is where this, this comes together. Um, freedom of speech over freedom to have weapons. It's a little weird that we made sure that freedom of speech was more important in the order that we made them, right? We didn't put the weapons first. We didn't say, you know, blah, 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 blah. weapons, blah, 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 blah. No restricting the established, you know, there's, you, you've read the amendments. You know what I'm talking about. The well-regulated militia is the one that I always get hung up on, and that's just me personally. I'm no constitutional lawyer, nor am I a Supreme Court justice. I am just some guy that works in a retail store who has feelings and blabs into a microphone on the internet. Uh, of which, by the way, um, I'm up to almost 100 listens overall, so thank you. Uh, that's awesome. And uh, since my last... I actually went from seven cents to 11 cents. So, hey, hey, four cents. That's not too shabby. Um, so, thank you. But, yeah. Uh, there's... Dissecting this is probably going to take a few moments. Before we finish, I have a little thought that I want to interject here. And then I'm going to pick up from where I left off. So just hold on for a second because I got something I want to talk about. And I'm going to come right back and pick up from here. All right. Thanks for letting me get that out of my system. Um, <laughs> what's really weird, though, is sometimes when I'm in the middle of recording, as much as I love the tool set, um, something that's really weird is that I'll like go to insert my recording in the little processor thing they have here. And then, like, I will hear myself start talking because I have clips from, like, every other podcast I've done so far saved in there. So it'll just start playing a random clip. And I'll like, scroll down through the entire list to figure out which one of these clips it is. And it's my voice, obviously, but it's not what I just was saying. So then I get all disoriented and I had to go back and listen to a little bit of where I was. And I was talking about the NRA and the good stuff and the bad stuff that they do and how my brother was card carrying dues paying member and i was aclu and anyway and here we are back on topic but yeah so yeah nra they're the bad guys and they're the good guys in this situation and this is pretty normal um because the nra does a lot of things now that they probably shouldn't do 
And recently, it's come to light that the NRA has been getting a lot of funding from overseas. And overseas in this instance is Russia, you know, a country that decided to pick a fight with one of its little neighbors because it could, apparently. Oh, I'm sorry. It's, um, I just realized it's not a fight. Um, President Putin will have you believe it's a special military operation. Um, but that's a, that's a war. We don't do that anymore. We don't do special military operations. Sorry. Uh, good hustle out there though. Like you, you did it. You did a great job. You talked about it. Well, you, uh, almost had us convinced that it really was a special military operation until you started killing civilians. And then that's the special part of it, right? It's so special that you wanted to get everyone in Ukraine involved. Anyway, so the NRA recently has been discovered to be accepting funds from Russian oligarchs. And then in a roundabout way, um, giving that money to Republicans running for office who support the NRA's endless game of promoting a gun in every house, basically. Because again, the idea of people owning weapons and rifles isn't inherently terrorizing, right? I, I, I see the point. I do. I see the argument that some parts of the country having a shotgun's probably not a bad idea. I've never disagreed with that. Pretty much been on record. I've said I will not own a gun, but I don't really think it's ultimately my decision whether or not you get to own one. However, <laughs> I would like there to be some ground rules. I think that's fair because so like for me to own a vehicle, there are ground rules that we've all agreed to. They might need to change. And that's okay. Like, I don't particularly think that if I want to buy a car from Chevrolet, that I should have to buy a car from a dealer who sells Chevrolet cars. I feel like I should be able to, like, go online, Chevrolet.com, and be like, yo, that's the sexiest looking Corvette I've seen. And if I were a dude who was really into Corvettes, I'd want to do some really nasty things to it. So here's, uh, you know, $300,000. Send it to my house. That's not what Corvettes actually cost. They're probably more like 125 But the point is, I don't understand why I have to buy it from a dealership. That is something we can cover another time because that's an actual thing in this country. You can't buy a car unless it's sold through a dealership. It's weird, right? It's like these weird things that we just think are okay, but they're really not. Um, but one of those is the idea that um, everyone should own a gun and you should own more than one and you should be able to defend yourself. So here's um, a couple reasons why that doesn't really work. So like, if everyone has a gun, how do I know who the bad guy is? Because like, I hear you. I do. I hear that. Like, if I have a gun, you know, then I'm protecting my myself and my family and my friends. And, like, that's cool. But, like, if everybody has one and I'm a guy with a gun and you're a guy with a gun, like, how do I know you're not a bad guy with a gun? Because you have a gun? 
because the bad guys can get guns too, right? So, like, how do I know who the good guys are with the bad? That never really made sense to me. That kind of logic doesn't make sense. If anything, I've talked about in the past, conceal it. Because, like, I would guess that if your gun wasn't on your hip, that you're most likely a good guy if you're not, like, you know, walking in with your hood pulled up over your face and, like, going into the convenience store to, like, rob, you know, little Johnny behind the counter who's literally just there for seven twenty-five an hour. And you'd probably make more money working a 10-hour shift than you're going to get out of the till. But what do I know, former convenience store employee here? Um, I don't know anything, right? But that's that's not that's another that's a whole other can of worms right there this this isn't about that this isn't about you know you learning something this is this is about me pushing an agenda this is about me trying to convince you that you know the nra is evil well here's the thing again nra isn't all evil they do really good things they teach kids how to shoot they teach kids how to handle weapons they teach kids things about guns that are important to know about guns when you're a kid like they even had a little promotion at one time they put out a promotion that if like tried to put out some ads that like if you saw a gun you should go tell an adult it's a real thing the nra did like they they there were so many there are so many good things that they did it's kind of hard to overlook the stuff they're being accused of doing now. Um, and the stuff they're being accused of now is like, needs to be addressed. Um, it needs to be addressed and corrected. And maybe they need to have their tax-exempt organization taken away from them. Um, maybe we need to look deeper into where the money's really coming from, because if it does appear to be coming from where they say it's coming from, I mean, the New York Attorney General's office at one point was trying to dismantle the NRA um, because they... Um, they... They've, <laughs> uh, they've been doing... You know, lovely things like uh, misspending on personal trips, um, making contracts for the people to get paid without showing up, and uh, some other things that uh, nobody wants to really talk about. And it's uh, it's intense because there's a lawsuit that's been sitting here for two years now coming up on two years now um and yeah there's there's a lot i mean the, the article i'm reading right now is off of uh nbc new york and it's from march about how a judge blocked a claim from uh the new york Gen attorney general's office uh letitia james it blocked a claim to shut down the nra even though she's literally got proof that they've been diverting tens of millions of dollars from the NRA to whatever the hell they wanted to do. But a Manhattan judge said, nope, can't do that. Doesn't matter. Um, we can hit them in different ways, uh, but you can't, like, you know, dismantle them that way. It's like, okay. Um, but, you know, this is, this is a big deal because, like, 
these people are doing stuff that they should. Oh God. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. Um, apparently only when I'm over here, do I sneeze like this and it has to be in the middle of recording. I mean, cause why would I want it to be any other way? And I couldn't hit the mute button fast enough. So the idea though, that the New York attorney general's office is trying to dismantle the NRA should tell you a lot. And that's not because the New York attorney general tends to be a grandstanding politician. That's not always the case. Um, I do believe they had an attorney general at one time who wanted to be a politician, but, um, you know, we'll get back to that another day because that's not the point of this point of this right now is we are the only country on earth where this seemingly happens over and over and over again. And we're the only country on earth that responds with, but that's just how it has to be every time it happens. And I don't, really know what to do because like what i'm saying i know what to say i'm clearly able to to enumerate and articulate my thoughts on this topic i know what to say i don't know what to do because i don't know the first people to get involved with what laws can get involved because every single time we have this conversation it evolves or devolves into, well, they should just enforce the laws that are on the books, and there's no need to take law guns away from law-abiding citizens, and the same tired fucking arguments I've been hearing for 20 fucking years continue marching on into the annals of history. It's the same shit with the same results. A definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results every time. We can't keep going. Like she just said, we can't. Like we can't afford, we can't afford to do it. It has cost too many lives. It's been 10 years since a shooter in Newtown, Connecticut, did something very similar to third graders. And we are over here talking about another elementary school shooting. Again, I'll add the 22nd school shooting of 2022. Its predecessor was a supermarket shooting in Buffalo, New York. And I'm sure there have been other shootings since this happened that were less reported on because they were probably on the streets of Chicago or Philadelphia or St. Louis or any of a number of other places. I mean, for God's sake, there was a shooting near my work the other day. And it was a self-inflicted gun wound according to orange orlando sheriff's department or orange what do we call them now i would say ocspd but that's not it it's opd or orlando police department yeah anyway the guys that are in orlando because we are in orlando where we live and where i work is actually in the city of orlando a guy was asked to leave the mall he didn't and then he's dead like that's just <laughs> 
like that's it that's not funny but like that's it he was a 20 something year old dude and the report that i was reading from the newspaper uh, officers declined to indicate whether it was a self-inflicted gunshot wound or one that was caused by one of the officers in pursuit and i'm like what kind of bullshit is that but that's not the point there's always gonna be a shooting i get it we're always gonna be worrying about people shooting and that is interesting because We we shouldn't <laughs> we just can we not can we not do this? Can we not have these shootings going on? Um can we just have like everybody talked about during um corona how they just wanted to get back to normal and I didn't think this was fucking part of it. Like, I didn't think having a school shooting every other day or having a mass shooting every other day was fucking normal. That is so far from normal that my brain can't properly articulate it. I. I'm trying to find the words, like, to express how just absolutely insanely dumb all of this is and like unneedlessly unnecessarily dumb oh, what can I do what What do I have the power to do I don't own guns I don't talk to other people about owning guns when they talk about owning guns I just let them have their little peace and I just kind of let it shut it down and change the subject I don't like gun culture I don't think that we should be making our entire um, my entire identity is not about my sexual preference. It's also not about my nationality. And it definitely isn't about whether or not I fucking own a gun or not. So, like, why are we so obsessed in this country with them? Like, what is the point? What are we doing? Like, why is it that it's okay to own these things? And, like, tell other people that you own them. Again, I talked about it on another podcast. I am fascinated by the fact that when I first moved here, I had people show me their concealed carry permits. What is your obsession with your gun? Like, I don't, what does that have to do with anything? In the moment we're talking about, I work in a retail establishment. Why are you showing me a concealed carry permit? Like, what does that have to do with anything? What does your gun have to do with me? great question right because you constantly want me to know you have it you constantly want me to know you like them you constantly want me to know that they're there it's almost like you're trying to wave it in my face why though like that's what i don't understand because again you're the first ones to say shall not be infringed the first ones to say that Have you ever actually read the amendments? Like, have you ever actually seen what it says? It's literally one sentence. It's not a paragraph. It's not like this massive 
like the first amendment is pretty comparatively speaking is almost two full sentences right it's not it's got a little semicolon a couple in there but the first amendment's like pretty chunky the second amendment is a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And the argument has always been that where I paused in there, I was pausing to emphasize that there are commas. There's a comma between militia and being. There's a comma between state and the. There's a comma between arms and shall. And that would mean that they were trying to divide the sentence up. But again, I wasn't there when they wrote it. So I'm not going to sit here and try to break it down for you. My interpretation of the Second Amendment is every state needs a well-regulated militia, so the government's not going to take away guns from the well-regulated militia. That's exactly what I'm reading here, right? That's what I'm seeing. Because no one has that same thing when they read the Third Amendment, which is written in a similar style. So I'm going to do the same thing. The Third Amendment, one we don't talk about that often because it's never really come up. But it was very important at the time that this was written. And I'll explain it in context. The Third Amendment, exactly as written, says. <clears throat> Let me get my good speaking voice out. <clears throat> no soldier shall, in time of peace, be quartered in any house without the consent of the owner, nor in time of war, but in a manner to be prescribed by law. So all that really says is, the government's not going to stick soldiers in your house when they're not at war, but when we are at war, they're going to pass a law that says whether or not they can be. Basically, they're not just going to put soldiers in your house because during the revolution, which was the war that was being fought while we were developing the country, the Brits would come and throw their soldiers in your house and toss you the hell out. Back in England, that's also a thing. If there was a war going on in the countryside, they could just kick you the hell out. If they needed a space to battle, your house was not your house. So... No one ever argues about the commas in that one. No one ever argues about the commas in the Fourth Amendment, which is the illegal search and seizure one. No one ever argues about the commas in the Fifth Amendment, which is the longest one. And the Fifth Amendment is the one you claim when you don't want to get tried for something you actually did, but you don't want to say, because you don't have to say what you did if you're being tried and the only exception to that is if you're in the militia, which they talk about the militia in here. But the point is, is that you, you deserve due process in the Fifth Amendment. And I'm not going to go through all 10 of them, but basically there's a lot of other wording in here. But that second one is the one we always get tripped up on. And the word militia shows up several times throughout the amendments, as well as the document. But militia, not army, not navy, not, you know what I mean? Like, we, they don't talk about the modern military because, again, this is written almost 300 years ago. Um, it'll be 50 years. So it was almost 250 years ago that it was written. And they talk about a well-regulated militia. 
being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Then let's treat it like it's two separate sentences. But here's the thing. The right shall not be infringed, but it doesn't say the right shall not be regulated. An infringement on rights is sometimes viewed as regulation is viewed as infringement. I get that. But they could have never foreseen us having an automobile. They could have never foreseen white people not owning land being able to vote. They could have never foreseen black people being able to vote. And they sure as fuck couldn't have seen women voting because they definitely didn't want that. Women voting? What do they know? They just make babies and sandwiches. Wait, actually, I'm going to cross-reference that in a second. I don't think the sandwich was invented at the time that the Constitution was written, so that joke does not work on, like, 80 levels. But we always get caught up on that Second Amendment part. We get caught up on that second sentence there, the keep and bear arms shall not be infringed part. Shall not be infringed. Well, that doesn't mean what you think it means. In fact... The interpretation that the NRA and the gun lobby have been using for years is just a modification to try to sell more guns to everyone because they don't think that their products should be kept off of shelves. I am not anti-American. I'm not. I love the country I live in. I think it's great most of the time. We do some really good things. But one of the things we're really not that great at doing is separating the government from the businesses that should be working for the government. There are businesses in this country that have their own best interests at heart. And the longer we grab onto capitalism is the only way forward, the harder it's going to be because capitalism is not the only way forward. Well-regulated capitalism is a great way forward. This unfettered, unchecked, unchallenged capitalism that's been going on for the last 20 years and has picked up speed in the last four needs to slow down. And we have to get in here and we have to pull the reins back on this horse because it's just drawn the carriage closer and closer to the edge of the cliff. We can't afford it. All of us are paying the price for this. The only people who are enjoying it are the ones at the top who make all the money. The rest of us are too busy worrying about getting shot at, catching coronavirus, uh, going bankrupt, not having a place to live, not having a job anymore, uh, not being able to take even our vacations, let alone take any vacation where you actually leave, just time off vacation. I'm talking about like cashing in your sick time and staying home for a day or two. Half of us think that the grind is the best part. Rise and grind, I see posted on my Facebook feed a lot. Fuck your grind. Unless you're making me coffee or you're riding a skateboard, I don't care. I don't want to hear about it. Stay your ass home when you're sick. Use that sick time. Go back to one job. See your family. Try that out for a change. Your life shouldn't just revolve around how many dollar bills are in your checking account. How many artificial points you have in your artificial points account. Money's made up. Yeah, it's going to help a lot of things if I had more of it. But you know what? I like seeing my wife. I'm eventually going to like seeing my kid. I think you should try it sometime. It's a crazy thought, right? You should try to make a family and like, enjoy them and not always be at work. There's a reason we have a 40-hour work week. 
40 hours a week is full-time work in the United States. It's not 140 hours. It's not 80. It's not 60. It's 40. Some crazy stuff going on, man. And I don't know where this is coming from. Because this is definitely not where I came in. If this was an elevator, I feel like I skipped down about 20 levels. I don't know how that's possible. If life was supposed to be like you constantly want to get better, you want the generations after you to be better, you should be doing things to make it better for them. And I feel like the people that came before us are just so worried about making it better for themselves, for all of them collectively, that they don't give a fuck about anyone but them. And I'm supposed to somehow believe that that's the best way forward. Like, I don't want my son or daughter to do better than me. So I'm going to make it just hard enough for them to do better. So that while I'm here, I'm going to make it harder for everyone else. That's not me and in my generation to do things. And this example wouldn't be so bad. If... I weren't talking about, like, I have family members who lost everything back in the stock market collapse in 2008. Like, they had their whole retirement set up in the stock market, and it's just gone. <laughs> they have nothing left. And then I have other family members who just kept working and, like, are still working, probably well past when they should be working. But they're continuing to work. And why are they continuing to work? Well, partially because they don't know how to turn off, and that's okay. Because, you know, some people in my life, even the ones I'm married to, you point them at a wall and they just fucking go through it. And they don't know that there's an off switch and it's okay to just chill and that's a problem. But that's my cross to bear. That's not yours. And then some people have that as well as people depending on them. And they don't quite know how to reconcile that in their brain. Because they feel like if they just, you know, like hung up their jacket, they'd be failing people and they don't realize that sometimes you just need to fucking fail people. Like, I don't know, say you can't pay credit card bills and you're about to have a baby. <laughs> like, what do you do? You need to pay rent, but you need to pay the doctor. <laughs> I don't know. And your wife can't work because the money you were, she was making was helping pay some of the bills. And now it's just you. And like, do I stay awake all night? Like, what do I do? Do I get on that grind everyone's talking about? Fuck no. I don't get on that grind. I'm going to start looking at what bills don't need to be paid and be like, well, that's the end of that one. It's over now. <laughs> like, that's it. Nothing makes sense. The points are made up and they don't matter. You can always make more money. The fuck you can. I can't make more money. <laughs> what am I going to make more money at? Only fans? Who's going to pay to watch a fat white guy? Okay, I mean, there's there's probably a few people that would, but that's not the point. Like, actually, I might look into it. Anyway, that's, hey, shh, okay, shh. You're not going to find me on OnlyFans. Mostly because I'll never tell you if I'm on there. Uh, <laughs> not on this platform. Here's what's up. We have to do stuff. Like, the time is done. The time was done before I had to make this. The time was done before the 18-year-old kid walked in to the elementary school, whether the door was open or not. The time was done before the officers in the city when this was happening were being told not to go inside. The time was done for talking. The time is now for acting. 
And acting comes in many forms for us. Many forms. There's a there's a there's a movie out there called The Butterfly Effect. It just basically says that like even if a butterfly flaps its wings, you know, the the wind could be felt around the world. Like that just even the smallest action can help move something forward. And that registering to vote and running for office and all those things we talked about, they're important. And they're going to continue to be important because we have to get to a place collectively as a society where we all realize that we're not the enemy here. Like, you're not my enemy. I'm not your enemy. If we're in America and we're Americans, we're all fucking Americans. It's time to start acting like we're all on the same team because we are. It doesn't matter what tribe you're from. There is no other in America. There's just us. That's it. It's just us here. Us and the rest of the world, I guess. I, you want to put them on the other? That's fine. But that's not how that works either because they could be one of us very easily. And we'll get to a very special episode about how to become a citizen in the United States because I really that's something I really look forward to covering. I have some unique experiences, people I've talked to and people I've cared about in my life who have come to the United States. I've chose to be here. This was where they wanted to be. And how they get here is actually quite surprising. But that's not part of what we're doing right now. What we are doing right now is discussing how we are going to take action. What are we going to do? What are some things that can be done in order to stop this from happening? An easy way out, I was just listening to the other day raise the age to buy a weapon to 21. I mean, hell, we already did that with alcohol, right? Can't buy a beer until you're 21. You want to fire a gun? You're under 21? Sounds like you need to join the military to me. I mean, what better incentive for people who want to fire a gun? Now, that doesn't mean they can't fire a gun. That just means they can't own a gun. And if they're in the military, they don't technically own the weapons that they're firing anyway. Because... As I have learned through experience, you can own guns, but you cannot keep them in your barracks. Imagine that. If you are an active duty service member, you can own weapons, but you cannot keep them in where you live. You have to keep them off site. And every fort or post is slightly different, but most of them have them locked up somewhere in a like militia style security thing. Security thing sounds so tactical. It's so good when I say it that way. I know everyone loves it. But because you have to register your weapons when you're enlisted, they need to have a record of everything that you own. And that could be a reason for you to get kicked out, like with a dishonorable discharge. So not only would firing the weapon be dishonorable discharge, it's bad. It's a bad gun joke there. It's all I got are bad ones. I don't have any good ones because the only good joke about a gun is a bad joke about a gun. No, that doesn't work for me either. Sorry. I'm I'm just trying stuff, you know, throwing stuff at the wall, seeing what sticks. End game here. We gotta figure out something that could be a solution. 
It may not be the solution, but it could be a solution. Another solution I've heard is um, every sale, every sale of a weapon, regardless, you go into a gun store or you go to a gun show, every gun sale needs to be recorded. Every transaction needs to be recorded. Well, if someone has a registration of all the guns and all the guns that are being bought, then the government's going to what? What is the government going to do? What has the government done with any records it's had of gun sales thus far? I'll wait. Go ahead. That's uh, nothing. Exactly. They've done nothing with any record they've had so far. And why? Because they don't have anything. You'll be the first person to say, well, you'll slide your shoes off when you go to the airport because, you know, terrorism and you know when when tylenol was getting broken into um you know and some kids died from tylenol like we put fucking safety caps on it <laughs> and there's so many other like you know drunk driving was a thing and what was another one i was reading about it was an actress that slammed to the back of a of a semi-trailer and now there's that bar that hangs down for the back of tractor trailers that keeps your car from going underneath like that's a standard safety thing seat belts helmets like all of these things all to stop people from dying all these little little incremental steps but you know god forbid we want to take away someone's guns which isn't even what the the argument is the argument is not come to Jim Bob's house who's a registered gun owner and take his guns from him. That's never been the argument. The argument is maybe the people who don't have them yet need to do a little bit more work to get them. And then it's, oh, God, ugh. But, man, if we do that... Then, like, how is Smith & Wesson gonna, like, have all that money? And, like, How's Remington going to have all that money? And like, how is Bushmaster going to... Okay, do you see the point? Do you, do you see what I'm saying? It's literally that goddamn simple. That's it. It's... If we put restrictions on the sale of weapons, then they can't be sold as easily, which means the people who sell weapons can't get as much money. And we all know that they don't get as much money from Americans as they get from overseas when they sell guns to countries like Iran and Iraq and North Korea and Kuwait. And yeah, we could be here for a long time. We sell guns around the world. Our manufacturers sell their guns to other countries to make money. So what is it that you're arguing about? You're not arguing about something in good faith. You're arguing about something because you think it affects you, and it fucking doesn't. It doesn't affect you. If someone just turning 18 wants to go buy a weapon, there should be a lot of questions about why you're buying a weapon at 18. I was an absolute fucking idiot at 18. Some would say I'm still an idiot at 40. But at 18, if I was going to buy a weapon, I would want to know why I was buying a weapon too. Because I don't know why I'd want to buy a gun. So shouldn't we ask some questions? Maybe go through some training? 
as a famous guy on TikTok who was a rifle teacher in the United States Marine Corps posted a while back a video about, hey, anyone who was in the Marines, if you were trained to fire a weapon as a Marine, they have to go through two weeks of certification classes once a year to continue being able to fire that weapon. Two weeks of certification classes for the United States military to continue being able to be certified to fire a weapon. Two weeks of classes. Nothing. There's like no connection. I can hear mostly crickets in this room, and that's not just the cats sounding like crickets. There should be a way to make sure that the people who have the guns are the best and the brightest that need the guns. It shouldn't just be a good guy with a gun beats a bad guy with a gun. Because if everyone has them, who the fuck is to say who is who? I, would, I wouldn't know. I've, I've played lots of video games and I've hung out with lots of people who do have guns. And I always ask them, let's just pretend to put you in the hero stance. You're in a crowded room and there's an active shooter going on. How do you know who the active shooter is if everyone else you know has a gun? Unless you know them, right? So if you are hanging out with the boys and it's you and Bob and Jim and Joe and, and Billy, and all you guys have guns, that's five people in that room that have guns, but what about the other group of people that's Bob and Jim and Joe and Billy and they all have guns and there's like a whole room full of people with guns, but you know somebody's shooting somebody. That's too much chaos. And I know there's some communication, but like when guns get pulled, they don't typically get pulled because people are about to have a long talk unless you're watching a movie, in which case, I mean, that's usually the you're going to tell me where they live moment. But I watch too many dramas. Guns don't normally come out when talking's about to happen, right? And you want to talk about a time when you need some talking to happen because that would be it. And then the police, when they do show up, if they ever decide to come inside as they're clearing the building and you're standing there with your weapon, clearly not the person they're looking for, but you are standing there armed. Yeah. You're going to go ahead and put your gun down and, and run out of the building. Right. Yep. That's not to negate the dozens of times. I'm sure a year that someone with a gun does actually stop something from happening. I know it happens. I'm not negating that at all. I'm not taking away from the dozens of times that happens. Dozens. Notice I keep saying it. It doesn't happen as often as you think it does. There were cops with guns outside of the school during this shooting in Texas who are now refusing to cooperate with the state of Texas investigative authorities because there are no accusations that they stood outside the school while children were being killed because they thought the gunman had barricaded himself in the classroom.
they prevented parents from going inside the school to stop whatever was happening and rescuing their kids. And they arrested or attempted to arrest some of them for trying to go inside the school. All while the chief of police, who had just been voted to sit on the city council, was telling them not to go inside. And they've refused to cooperate further with the Texas state authorities who are investigating what's going on. And something that struck me um, as more than a little odd is an acquaintance from Georgia who wrote... It's amazing that that young man covered himself in his schoolmate's blood so that this gunman wouldn't kill him, would already think he was dead. I'm asking because I really don't know anymore. I don't know where I am. I don't know who is here. I don't know where I like did I did I hop off the path at some point? Did I really go through a portal into a multiverse of madness? Like <laughs> still haven't seen that movie. I don't know what country this is anymore because I don't recognize it. A 10-year-old boy smearing his schoolmate's blood on him to look dead is somehow something that we should reward with a, that's a great idea. He's a really good guy to do that. A 10-year-old boy in the United States of America. You know that country that we're like, oh, at least we don't get bombed every day. But we do have a shooting just about every day. When the assault weapons ban expired about 15 years ago, and this shit just took off. And no one sees the correlation. Except we do. We just don't want to accept that there's a correlation. And then it's a correlation doesn't necessarily indicate causation except in this case it does assault weapons ban goes away number of shootings weekly starts to increase to where we are now again we're at 22 school shootings for the year and it's only june school's about to let out for the summer so the good news is there's gonna be two months where there can't be a school shooting because there's no school to shoot because they're not in school. They can just shoot each other on the street like fucking adults do, right? It's way better. Way better. Guys, we have to do better. We have to. We have to do more. Do more. Take more action. I am going to leave you with a few things. First, I'm going to encourage you out of the goodness of my heart and not because I am being paid because I am not being paid. 
I am encouraging you to go on Netflix. And if you don't have Netflix, borrow a subscription while you still can and watch this show called The G Word with Adam Conover. Adam ruins everything's Adam Conover. Um, it's the same format that you're used to. He's got a rather famous former president as his backer. And he is explaining how some things work. It's actually kind of funny that I'm like, oh, I'll be your civics teacher. And then this show pops up on Netflix. So check it out. Um, wife and I have been watching it. And she actually wants to save the last episode for a little while because she doesn't want it to end. And I was like, wow, I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. But we both really liked the um, Adam Ruins Everything, which is on somewhere. I think it's on HBO Max. But if you like Adam Ruins Everything, check out The G Word with Adam Conover. It's a really good show. It's really well done. And uh, I think you'll appreciate some of the, the guest appearances in there. Plus, you get to meet some people who do some really cool things for our federal government, which is not a thing you think you'd ever think you'd say. But you should watch it and find out. The other thing that I want to discuss is most of the links and things that I talked about today can be found on websites like home.nra.org slash about dash the dash NRA. That's a real website that I was just at, or you can just go to home.nra.org and look under history for history of the NRA. That's one of the areas I was. Uh, one of the other areas I was on Wikipedia, I did a search for Bowling for Columbine, the movie. You can go on there and check that out. Um, another website that I use is constitution.congress.gov. That's where I got the full text of the Second Amendment, super long. And it even has a little cool button if you want. And it says, Second Amendment explained. And then when like you, you, you look at it, it just says Second Amendment bearing and keeping arms. It doesn't really doesn't really do anything else and then like the third amendment and and the fourth amendment and the fifth amendment and it literally like has this really cool little annotations to tell you a little bit more about what each one of them means and you can even find out like what the first amendment means and there's like a lot of stuff in here so there's all kinds of things there's resources out there the internet's not just about fucking cat pictures and music videos and like Oh my God, there's so much dumb stuff out there. There's so much dumb stuff, but it's not all dumb stuff. There's a lot of resources out there for you. And a lot of this stuff has been around for over 20 years. Like constitution.congress.gov used to be constitution.gov, if I remember right. But the point is, it's now a really easy cross-reference website. You can actually go look at the constitution. You can read it. You can, you can find out what's in it. You don't need someone to interpret it and explain it to you via TikTok video or podcast but don't don't say podcast because that interrupts my no fuck that look up shit for yourself do your research as long as that research is you know based in fact and not garbage and not somebody trying to convince you that like all you need to take is like liquid nitrogen or whatever and it is going to make your like angina go away because that's just dumb that's not how that works it can't be liquid nitrogen it's got to be like in a pill form see what i did there i threw in a little medical advice that was a real thing like you do actually need nitro pills to make angina go away <laughs> into that from a long time ago but they probably prescribe something else now point is do your own investigations 
Look into your own things. Ask questions where you can, but don't just think everything's Jewish space lasers and peach tree dishes, which, um, briefly, we all knew what the fuck she meant. Can we get off the fact that she doesn't know how to say things? She's from Georgia. People in Georgia don't know how to say lots of shit. Like, they don't know how to say, I'm sorry, and mean it. That's a thing. They just say, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and they don't mean it at all, ever. They also think that church is a social club. You know, where you go to church, that's where you go to meet people. You don't go there to actually listen to the teachings of someone who might have been on to something. You go there because your parents went there and your great grandpappy started the church. And that's just where you've always gone on Sundays. And why aren't you working a job where you have Sundays off? Because you know you have to join us at church. And also, we know you're new to town. Have you picked a church? Because you should totally come to our church. And it's it's like that. No, it really is. It's it's seriously it's like that. I lived in Georgia for 12 years. You have no idea. You will bump into people that you've never met, and they are the nicest, most well-meaning people on earth. And I mean that genuinely. They are very nice and very well-meaning. And I very much like most of the people I interacted with in Georgia, but I have never lived somewhere where I've had people want to pray for me like in a parking lot at a Circle K. Like, hey, can I just say a prayer for you real quick? Like, I don't know. Can you? Like, should you? I don't know. Does the, the, the like the parking lot open up underneath us if you do that? Does like, do I go to hell right now? Like, I don't know how any of this works. But there are lots of places in this country. And I've not lived in all of them yet. So I'll get back to you if I can get to some other states before I'm done. Looks like I might be in Florida for a little while now because, uh, yeah, we done made a kid. Um, so some of the resources that I've cited in there are good for lots of things and they can be accessed for free. That's right. I'm not promoting anything you got to pay for this week. Not even the little ad that I put in the middle of this episode is something you got to pay for. Technically, you can totally do all of the things I'm talking about with zero dollar in, in investments unless you need a microphone in which case I might know a guy thank you for listening I know I've been rambling on for feature length movie length at this point almost an hour and a half action is the only way out of this thoughts and prayers are fucking useless don't post them if we're friends on Facebook and I see you posting shit like, oh, my heart goes out to them, get fucked. Your heart, did no, it doesn't. Your heart doesn't do shit. Action. Take action. Write a letter. Vote this year. Um, turn in your guns. Sell them. Uh, teach your kids how not to run, fight, or hide. Because that's the actual training I get at work. I'm told those are my options if there's an active shooter situation. As a grown adult, I can run, I can fight, or I can hide. Or flee, I think. But that's actually run. So let's go with run, fight, or hide. That sounds right. My, my workplace tells me those are three things I can do. Like, I needed fucking permission if someone busts into my store and starts trying to shoot the place up to run. No, I don't need your permission, but thanks for reminding me, training thing. That's lovely. Meanwhile, you're trying to train me on how not to write down credit card information, and then the power goes out and everyone fucking writes down credit card information. 
Maybe we can figure that out someday. Anyway, on topic. Second Amendment. Yeah, stop. Just stop. It's not. That's not it. <laughs> that's not it. We're not going to take your guns away from you. We had no intention on ever taking your guns away from you. We're not going to send the army to take your guns away from you. What we're asking for you to do is just please, please, please listen to reason as we try to figure out a way to stop having school shootings occur in this country on a practically monthly basis. This is real easy for us to go through. And we're almost at that where I was about to say a bi-monthly basis, like an every two weeks thing, because we are almost an average of every two weeks. There's a school shooting so far in this year, 22, and it's only the sixth month. Um, but on a related note, thank you again so very much. There's not going to be a bonus at the end of this one because I have taken up so much of your time that this is the bonus right here, these last few moments where I calm down and I thank you. 11 cents is more than I ever thought that I might make. And even if I never get paid out from this, that's not why I got into it. I really wanted to make a podcast as a way to talk to people because I don't always get to have conversations. And I don't always get to have conversations about things I want to because at work, there's certain things you shouldn't be talking about. And people's guns and people's religion and people's sexuality are some things that you shouldn't be talking about. I will also mention that it is that month of the year. And if you know a gay, lesbian, bisexual, transsexual, or whatever I, A, M plus stand for, because I haven't quite got there yet, I'm sorry. Make sure you let them know that you love them and you care about them because this is a month for celebration. They've gone through a lot too. And inclusion, that's my thing. Um, if you see me out in the wild, I have a pair of rainbow frames on. No, I didn't forget to tell you something. I am still very much in love with my wife. But as my wife has come out in the last year as being bisexual, She's one of those people I was just talking to you about. And I work with people who I care a great deal about, even though they're just coworkers. I like them as people. I think they're great. And they and their husbands and their wives and their whatever genders that they're naming themselves now, because that's a thing too. They, them, and these, and those, and whatever else they are. They all deserve the same love and respect that we want to give everyone else who's in a traditional relationship, whether they're there to make babies or not. It's that time of the year. So get out there and put on some rainbow stuff and be happy. Maybe go catch a gay pride parade or a pride parade as they might be called this year because I honestly don't remember. Go out. Have have a drag brunch if you can in one of your communities. If there is something called a drag brunch, look into it. You'll probably have a hilarious time. Those drag performers are amazing. And some of them are calling themselves female impersonators now, which is my favorite thing to refer to them as. You'll have a good time. Plus, the food's usually pretty good, too. Because, like, you know, the gays don't like eating bad food. And there's usually mimosas and good lord... What you need is more champagne and orange juice, right? Thank you so, so much for listening. Happy June. Welcome. 
I'm going to try to be back again next week to do another one of these. And just make it through another week, okay? Let's let's have a week without tragedy. Maybe, Maybe we can do that. Maybe not. Thank you again, genuinely, for everything and for listening. And even if you just put this on the background, I appreciate you. I will see you again at some point in the not-too-distant future when we get to talk about something that's not the fucking Second Amendment. Until next time, see you real soon.